And we're back with another great episode of Towelite Talk. This is Chris. And this is Casey. And we are on part two of our DC TV wrap-up for the 2015-2016 season. Um, we previously talked in the last episode about Supergirl, Legends Tomorrow, and Gotham. So if you want to check that episode out, it's on you know, iTunes and Stitcher. Uh, so check us out. But today we're going to be talking about the shows that have been around for a while. Uh, mainly Arrow's been around for now four seasons, right? Yeah. And Flash is in its sophomore year. So let's get to it. Uh, we're going to skip out in the news today because there is a lot of meat that goes with these uh, wrap-ups for the season. And a lot of things did happen on both shows. Um, and we'll get down to the whole grading system and just how we felt about the seasons so let's kick things off with Arrow and its fourth season, as I said. Let's start, let's start from the beginning. Yeah, sure. <laughs> There's a little laughter there. There's a lot of people who give this season, well, last season, shit, uh, a lot, because it was basically just Batman Begins um, with Raza Ghoul and Katana and everything. This season, I thought that it felt better um this is the scene they came back right like at the beginning of the season like yes. yeah so you know it started off a lot more jokes a lot more fun and then of course that changed um they introduced magic this season like that was one of the the huge themes of this season and um for better or for worse um that happened and you know, he got dubbed the Green Arrow. That was one of the big things at the beginning of this season as well. Agreed. Um, you know, I, you know, last season they left it as very like a very light, jovial, hopeful ending. Uh, very, very yep. Green Arrow esque. I really thought going into this season it was it was going to be a little bit different. Uh, and as you said, you know, we did talk, we did get into magic, which was something that you know. When Arrow was first talked about or released and came out, it was it was during that time of the Batman, the Dark Knight trilogy, this rounded superhero, this more gritty, realistic, and there wasn't really magic. There was no, you know, it was funny because when the Flash came in, they're like, "Oh, here's here's metahumans and this the spectacular new <laughs> new side of things," and they even make jokes about that. Uh, like Ollie would make jokes about that through the in different episodes, but. Magic was a big thing to introduce. And at first, they really, I thought they were going to do it right. And by the end of the season, and we'll talk about that a little bit, um, I really felt it was a big fail. Yeah. Um, yeah. But before we get to that, uh, some of the other big themes of this season was uh, Oliver running for mayor. Um, Rebirth in its own right. Uh, we got Sarah to come back to life, who then showed up on on uh, Legends of Tomorrow, and Thea also. Um, wasn't that this season too, or was that last season? That was last season. But we um, kind of had to deal with some repercussions of her being extremely violent. Exactly, because that was kind of the it was up in the air how she was going to react to her resurrection. Um, the you know the whole Sarah Sarah returning that that whole arc was pretty good i mean we'll talk about um you know i'll say it right now i mean they brought constantine in from the nbc show uh to bring her soul back but yeah. you know it was it was good because 
it really kind of it really played on the dynamics of the characters and and their emotional spectrum the whole time and i just felt like maybe that that was probably the strongest point of this season it was but then at the same time it's like okay so constantine brings back sarah's soul and he supposedly brings back thea's soul but then thea still has all these anger management issues where she has to have the bloodlust but sarah zero bloodlust so i was kind of like well, why didn't you just do the same thing for both of them? I think I think what it really was, um, it w- it's weird because you would think that Sarah's would be more, like she was more dead than Thea. <laughs> like that, it doesn't really make sense. So, no. but on Legends, they did address that she was like, she had this need to like fuck people up and stuff. So, I mean, it was kind of like really lightly played upon Le- a lot less than what Thea's was. Um, so, yeah, yeah. Um, we also had. Um, so yeah, he was he was running for mayor, and then we get the introduction of uh, the big bad of this season, which is Damian Dark. Um, I mean, they they kind of did a swerve at the beginning with what's his name, Brick. Yes, uh, played by Vinnie Jones, the Juggernaut. Um, who was pulling basically a uh, oh man a death stroke by getting all the city <laughs> and the cops and everyone to fight against each other? And it was kind of cool at the beginning of the season, and then you really see that you know it's Damian Dark who's kind of pulling the strings, pulling Captain Lance's strings as well, and you know he is the actual big bad. Um, you have a nickname for him, actually. <laughs> yeah, his name is Babyface. And it's, this has been confirmed on the internets as well. Um, I, I mean, every he's actually, to be honest, I, I did like his role. I think, I, I think that you know, McDonald is a good actor. I just don't. The writing was so bad, and like the situations became so horrid that it just, it just didn't work by the end of the season. I mean, the way they built him up in the previous one, where they talk like Raza Ghul would talk about Damian Dark, or other people would talk about Damian Dark, is like. He was like this big badass. Yes, you know, he was, if you take a look at like his power, I guess his power structure with the magic and what he was able to achieve. And he was pretty, you know, he was pretty sin- like sinister throughout the whole season, like not like killing people. Um, so like, like the entire season, I guess it's just a big roller coaster of ups and downs. Yeah, I would definitely say that I overall enjoyed Damien Dark more than I enjoyed Raza Ghoul, mm-hmm. just because that Raza Ghoul, even though he kind of redeemed himself at the end, whereas Damien failed at the end, I just thought that Damien Dark was more consistent mm-hmm. um, as a villain. And, you know, he just, uh, like, kind of petered out. Um, I mean, that season finale kind of, and we'll go into more depth about it, but the, the season finale pretty much, like, just screwed everything up in a way that like made any of the high notes almost just undershadowed by that, that ending. We all, you know, we also had the whole who's in the casket. Um, I oh, guess yeah, that was the storyline. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, that was a really interesting way to start the season. Um, it, was. it was, you know, up until the point where they actually did kill Laurel, I really you know, there was times where I, I knew it was her eventually, but you know, they 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 tried to sh- 
kind of red herring you with Felicity being assassinated um, in the mid-season finale. Uh, they they really did drag it drag it on for a while, um, and I I really felt that that whole storyline did have weight to it, and Laurel's death did have pretty good weight to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with you know with like Captain Lance working with Damian Dark and him threatening his family, so I mean there there are some there were some good plot lines, but overall by the end of the season, it's really shaky. Yeah. Um, you know, let's talk about some of the, the little highlights that we got, though, um, before we go into the darkness of, of this show. Um, yeah, we keep we alluding got, to it. <laughs> yeah, well, we got the calculator um, played by Tom Amandes. Um, it's Felicity's dad as well. I thought that character was good. You know what I mean? I like that her roots were in hacking, and, you know, her dad is the one who kind of more or less puttered on that path. I thought he was a good anti-hero. Me too. Uh, I, I do like the character in the comics. I I do feel though with what they did in Supergirl with Wind's father being toy man, it was kind of like, all right, we're going to do the same thing here. Um, so whatever. I didn't people, actually think about that until right now. <laughs> yeah, people, people have super, super villain, uh, parental units all right that's fine let's do that the same the same year so whatever though i i think that you know he played a good part in the show uh by the end of the the season him trying to like redeem himself as as her father and and do the right thing was was cool too so whatever um we get vixen in here yes um that episode was really good and that you know i really feel that they they could have done a lot more with her and John Constantine and, and just, just kind of played more on these, these magical characters to kind of tie things together. Even like, uh, we'll talk about this in a little bit, but yes, Mary McCabe, it was great that they, that she's actually like perfect for the role, like the live action role and can also do the voice on the cartoon. I mean, that's, that's amazing. Yeah. Megalyn EK is the actress um, who plays her. And so that's the, the bad thing, though, is she did a great job, thought she was awesome. She's not going to show up. That actress isn't going to show up in the next season. She's going to be replaced by a different actress. Um, Say what? Yeah, so what happened is because the Vixen totem gets passed down through different generations, I think she's going to get introduced on Legends, but as a different actress in a different time period. Interesting. So... Megalyn EK will be playing Vixen still in the next season of Vixen. She'll be voicing the character. But it won't be Mary McCabe, the character. No, no, no. On the cartoon show, yes. On the TV show, no. But she still could show up as Vixen in Arrow again as Mary McCabe. The present time. The present time. Yeah, but for right now, the character will be replaced by somebody else. Hmm. Okay. It's interesting. Um... Yes, as you yawn about it. Sorry. I know. No, no, no. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, you know, you write down the, the fight scenes are really cool. These fight scenes were out of control this mm-hmm. season. They, they were, sometimes I felt they were like overly choreographed to a certain extent, but it was a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah. I, I just, I just thought they, they amped that up. They amped up the action um, and it was fun. Well, 
specifically I remember when Roy came back and like they yeah. gave him like that like Superman type of thing where like they're blowing up like the warehouse like you know it only had like seconds to go and then he like comes swinging out of the warehouse like on a freaking zip line I was like this is insane yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that was fun. that was a good one and like yeah. um I believe as as we said Kevin Tar- Tarashion or whatever his name is, the Mortal Kombat director. Oh yeah, he did an episode. So I mean, it's just like when you watch those episodes, it's so much fun to watch just them go full camera out without even cutting and just fight, fight, fight. Um, so I mean, those are cool. We, you know, the next thing is uh, we had Andy Diggle. Uh, Andy Diggle, I'm sorry, John Diggle. Wait, before we get to that, can I just uh, say something? Yeah, of course. I was listening to um podcast with Lexi Alexander, the director of uh, Punisher um, Warzone, which I absolutely love as yeah. a Punisher fan. Um, anyone who's a Punisher fan actually does love that movie. And if you haven't watched it, I, I highly suggest you watch it because it is a Punisher movie. Um, but what she was saying is, because she's done some TV show episodes as well, I want to say that she's done an Arrow um, but she was talking about how hard it is and we'll talk a little bit more about it. Like when we talk about flash, cause Kevin Smith did an episode this season of that, but like how hard it is to be a director on these TV shows because they're kind of running at full steam and it doesn't matter what kind of director you are because the actors are just like, please don't kill us. Like, please don't make this harder than it needs to be. Whereas it's usually the showrunners who are like, oh my God, Lexi Alexander, I love your look. I love your style. Come in here, do what you're trying to do. I think it's really great that they're getting these directors to do these individual episodes. And you can tell when these individual episodes come out, like Kevin, oh God, whatever, the Mortal Kombat Legacy guy um, did an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and it was one of the best episodes this season. I think it's really great that they're getting these people to do it. And I understand that it must be really hard when it's a well-oiled machine four seasons in, they kind of have their, their thing. She directed the episode called beyond redemption. Uh, and it's one where it says Laurel must deal with the repercussions of taking Sarah to Nandapar, but meanwhile, Oliver asked Captain Lance for a favor. And while he's not surprised at the response, he is surprised at what he finds out next. That's that. So that's this season, right? Yes, it is season four, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she's oh, she's freaking fantastic. I love her. So um, it makes sense that she directed one of the episodes that we actually really liked. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, anything that's action and super violent, she says, like, in the podcast, too. And if you watch, like, the Punisher Warzone behind the scenes, she's just like, I, like, rated our things. Like, she was talking about how she didn't, like, Daredevil as a character because of like how she just doesn't care that he won't kill people when there's blatant times when he should be. It's <laughs> a very interesting standpoint right there. Uh, but anywho, anywho, keeping with uh, Errol, you were talking about Diggle and uh, his brother, Andy, which is, which is actually really funny that, uh, that his brother's name is Andy. <laughs> And since, you know, they gave John Diggle his name after the writer, John Andy Diggle. Andy so Diggle, yeah. <laughs> and very interesting. But, um, 
you know, we always wondered what happened to John Diggle's brother, Andy, and uh, we found out that he was actually brainwashed. He wasn't dead after after all. He was actually brainwashed, quote unquote, by the uh, the ghosts, yeah. kinda by Damian Dark. But you know, eventually, he ends up being totally evil, <laughs> screwing his own brother over. Uh, so when it comes down to threatening his family, uh, there's I, I really kind of felt like this arc went on too long. Too long. Uh, and you know. Thank God that it was actually, you know, it, it wrapped up with with John killing Andy because that was probably the best thing that he could have done. I was like, and I kind of cheered at that because I was like, come on, I mean, this guy is like threatening your child, he's threatening your wife, and he's he has no he has like no like care for like consequence when it comes to like fucking his family over. So it's like, come on, just do what you need to do. I know it's hard, but <laughs> seriously, yeah. So that's the other thing that we. You didn't put in the notes, but this whole season started out with him being Green Arrow and still continuing on the theme of, I can't kill, I have to become something more. And like that's how this season started. Yes. And then we go through the flashbacks, which were horrendous this season. Like the last season, I didn't like them, but then there were some episodes because of those two actors that made it stand out. Mm-hmm. Like they both did a really good job. Um, who are they? Do you remember? Um, it was a chick from the Wolverine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, and the guy, but anywho, um, you know, even though like that plot was kind of stupid, I, I liked some of the episodes more, and I think they did a better job of driving Oliver's character in this one. The they they didn't progress his character at all. The only thing that they progressed was to say sometimes you have to kill in order to get things done. Like that's literally the point of the entire season. Like Diggle had to kill his brother. Oliver had to kill Damien Dark. <laughs> like, Laurel had to die. Laurel had to die. Um, Thea had to kill people in order to stay alive. Like it was just like, you know, obviously Malcolm Merlin kills everybody, but yeah, but that's, that's, that's like a total, that was the step point of this the season. It's yeah. a step back from where you're supposed to be getting to where like like Oliver's a jovial guy. This is not, you know, when they end the season, he's not who like if you're gonna start the season off saying he's the green arrow, you've progressed that much, and then all of a sudden you've taken all these steps backwards to the end of the season where he's like, All right, well, everybody left me because everybody thinks they're like they have like their own psychotic problems. It's it it was very unsatisfying. Yeah. From where they started. I, I I completely agree. Um, <laughs> you know, we we didn't talk about yeah the other two good things before we start going down that dark road. It's very hard uh, not to get wanna, straight. I know, I know, we're getting yeah. So oh let's let's hit those two points before we go down back into that road. But yes, it was good that Andy got killed by um, you know, by Diggle. Uh, <laughs> well, another uh, all right. Here is a good thing. Um, a big, I guess a minor big B list hero was introduced. Uh, Curtis Holt, who is also Mister Terrific in the comics, who has a big role in like Justice League and um, different things like that. Played by Echo Kellum. Uh, he was very, he was great. It was very, yeah, (laughs) super terrific. Uh, he was funny. He had a like his, he was funnier than Felicity. Uh, you know. 
it's too bad that she's not leaving the show and he can just kind of <laughs> run the watch Take tower. that roll over. Yeah. <laughs> well, overwatch tower, you mean? <laughs> yep. Oh my god, that's oh, just, god, that's, that's one of the cons. Yeah, calling her Overwatch. I mean, I get it. Like, we all said that she was going to be um, Oracle, and then they made that joke, which I did mm-hmm. think was smart. But he would flip back and forth. It's like he and the team are the only people who know these nicknames. So, like, calling her Overwatch, calling Diggle Guardian, or uh, uh, not Guardian. What's his name? Spartan. Spartan. It's like you you don't have to use these <laughs> when you are the only ones on the comms listening exactly. to your, each other like it just makes zero sense and then the next sentence you'll be like hey john what are you doing hey right. felicity can you look this up for me it's like then why did you call her overwatch like it's so stupid <laughs> anyway so the other great thing about this season other than mr terrific was so good um the crossover episodes like mm. fan fantastic they were. They were epic. Uh, it was a great lead into Legends Tomorrow. Um, you know, last the, the previous season was great when they when they brought Arrow and Flash together. Really, kind of proved what they could do. Uh, but this yeah. this was the next step in that, and it introduced Vandal Savage. Uh, oh. You know, we kind of got we got sneak peeks at Chiara through uh, the Flash uh, since she was on that. We'll talk about that in a little bit, but um, you know. It it was a lot of fun. It showed about time travel and and just setting up just setting up what was to come with Legends, like I said. Setting up his son, which is a plot. Oh that yeah, used oh, to yeah. kind of be used but not used. Um, so that's kind of a con. One thing I will say that I liked about it is that now that they're established, like they just went back and forth. Diggle shows up in you know the King Shark episode mm-hmm. for no reason. That was fun. Um, yeah. Well, no, I mean, it's because Argus was tracking them, so. I know, but it was just, like, it was so ridiculous. It was, like, way better than it was. Like, him being on that show, he did a, he was, like, more fun and more personality than he was, like, on the entire season of Air. Yeah, exactly. It's just, like, it's, like, their whole attitude changes, like, Central City. Yeah. But um, you know, then you know, Cisco's name gets dropped because he helped out Laurel with her costume. Like it was just really nice to know that we have one cohesive world. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that that was just like one of the greatest things. And obviously, we we preach it almost every single episode of every podcast that we're on. You know, we want these worlds to be one. So it's really great that they could just say, "Hey." There's Barry. Barry shows up to the funeral. Um, you know, that kind of stuff. So let's get into the cons, though, because I'm done with, with being nice to this show this season. Yeah. I mean, we're, I mean, every time we try to be nice about it, we'd find something shitty to talk about. It's like, yeah, yeah it was nice, but. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. Well, here's one of the biggest, um, I guess criticisms of this show is that it's trying very hard to be a Batman TV show. And, you know, Green Arrow is not Batman. Yes, he's rich. Yes, he's a superhero, vigilante, whatever you want to call him. Is but... he rich? Because he's really just using Felicity's money, which now she's fired. So Okay, so in the comics. In, yeah. the, in essence, Queen is supposed to have money, da-da-da, he's like Wayne, you know, whatever. The money's there. I mean, whatever they want to do with a TV-verse, 
it is, but it's this is like I this is where I thought they would at the beginning of the season is like we said, this is where I thought they would go with a fork in the road. Like, all right, we can continue down this other path or we can say, Oh yeah, we're the green arrow and we're gonna start doing things right. We're gonna call it Star City. We're gonna we're gonna really tie it into the comics. All this yeah, stuff have him grow a goatee. Yeah, he has to. <laughs> his beard's like slowly growing in throughout the season. But what happens? We just end back up in the same dark ass muck that we uh that we came from. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, as we mentioned a couple times already, Laurel got killed off as the Black Canary just as she was pretty much coming into that role. And then Alicity, Felicity continues on. And I mean, Felicity started off as one of the greatest characters like on a TV show, yes. only to fail the so city. miserably. Yeah, my gosh. Yeah, you know what? Me and my wife were talking about that. It's like, did he just forget that he had that list of his father's associates and names? Is that just gone? <laughs> I think we've mentioned that in a past podcast. Just drop that. <laughs> but anywho, yeah, Felicity is just like, she makes dumb mistakes. She's talking about how she wants Oliver to be honest. Oliver is honest. And then she tells him that she can't be with him because he's honest. And it's like, just, just stop. Just leave. Like, we have Mr. Terrific. Just use him. Just just get out of the show. They so. should have left her they should have left her dead. It would have been much better. Yeah, it would have been a lot better. Um, I mean, why do you put her why do you put Laurel Lance Dinah Lance into a fucking grave when you have a character that does not even exist in the comics who's perfectly suited to go into that grave? She did exist in the comics a long time ago, according to Andrew Kreisberg. I yes, I do remember that. I'm sorry. Yeah. But um, I mean, as a big character, like a C-Z-less villain, her character. But I mean, compared compared to Black Canary, no, no, no. right. I mean, even though, like Laurel, or I guess the actress Katie Cassidy, I don't know, whoever is handling that character hasn't always been doing a really good job. We've talked about that a bunch, but yeah. I absolutely would take her every day over. Um, Felicity and Thea. Ugh, yeah, like, I don't even really like the other. Like, it's that's the other thing. It's like on this show, it's like John has this kid that he never sees, and then he shows it up, and like that's his crutch, and then his brother's his crutch. And now it's like Oliver's his crutch. Like he gets like they have like their like their bro fights all the time. Yeah, it's it's hard to like these characters right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, and when you have things soaring to greatness, like Legends and Supergirl and and Flash, it's like Arrow needs to step it the fuck up. Like, that's really what it comes down to. What's the next one you got on here, Malcolm? Why is Malcolm still on this show? I mean, we just mentioned, you know, Thea. I think Thea's becoming, like, a really forced... Like that whole thing, like I gotta protect my daughter. It's really yeah. getting boring. Yeah. It's like this is your whole like carrying point through why you decided to like betray everybody, why you're gonna work with me and Dark, why you're gonna do this and that. Oh, it's it's for the betterment of my daughter. And it's just like shut up. John Barrowman, I love you as an actor, but like like you should be like protesting the bullshit that they're putting you through because you deserve so much more. 
Yeah, that's basically what it comes down to. It's like, I love him. I think he's great, but like mm-hmm. next season we'll have a different protagonist. What's what's the point of Malcolm? You know what I mean? He's not going to go to Russia to go into the you know Oliver's um, side trances or you know flashbacks. It's like, what, like what purpose are you going to serve unless you join the team completely? Listen, they just Doctor Who that's just it. needs to bring him back so that he has something else to do. I mean, please just give him something really good to do instead of the same old lapdog bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's it. Um, who do you? Who are these people that you have listening? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Remember, so Lonnie Machen, he's the guy who like tries to sabotage that whole like fake world, fake neighborhood they make at the end. There, he's supposedly anarchy in the show. Oh, anarchy! Yeah. So yeah. he shows back up, and I'm just like, who the fuck is this guy again? And I have to like go and Google it. So I'm just like, oh yeah, he was in that episode where da 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 da. Like he like. It has something to do with Damien Dark's wife and some other bullshit, boring shit. So it's like this guy. And then Cooper, who is like Felicity's boyfriend that they talked about like once on the show, like ex-boyfriend when she was like a hacker. Remember that? I don't even remember that. And they, I like, didn't remember that. They bring him in. It's just like, this is your, this is like your big twists. These are like, go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. It's like, if I have to sit here and think about like, Oh wait! Oh yeah, that was what that was. Um, I'm sorry, but that was not a, that's not a good plot device. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're really like, did they did Andrews Kreberg like in Berlanti? They go on vacation at the end of the season. I, I don't know what happened. I don't know either. I mean, They're like, oh, let's let's concentrate on the Flash and Legends because those shows are much better. Let's let let's let these uh these other people take care of Arrow for a little bit. And then you also had, uh, what's his name, Alex, who we knew was going to die from the beginning of this. <laughs> what a weak-ass character that was. It's like, is he going to betray everybody? Is he going to, like, is are, like he's going to hook up with Thea? He doesn't even get the chance to really do that before he just gets, like, killed, like, in the most shitty fashion I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really like, realize he was really dead. I was like, is he dead? I, I don't know. I didn't either. It was so hilarious because I was like, um, he's not getting up. Well, that, I could, okay, that's it. That's He's gone. He got, he got shocked or something. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess since we're talking about, let's go right into the finale because as we mentioned before, the finale pretty much sums up how shitty this season ended. <laughs> This finale is is the is you you air the Legends of Tomorrow finale the week before. Mm-hmm. The night before is is epic. They bring in a JSA Flash. character. Oh, you know, they bring in um, Rip Hunter. Or, What's the Rip Flash. Hunter. The Flash is the day before too. And the Flash is the day before. They bring another JSA character. <laughs> then it's like you go into Arrow thinking, all right. They're gonna they're gonna do something right, you know. This is kind of shaky, but it's gonna it's gonna make everything better. No, <laughs> no, it's like I sat there with my like I, I wanted to turn the TV off at one point almost, and it was just probably the most frustrating thing I've ever ever watched in my life. Yeah, it um, you know, the message is of hope. 
every single time that they said hope, I, I remember turning to my wife and I go, drink, drink, because it just kept, you know, like, that's it. We got to have hope. We got to have hope. It was kind of like, you know, we talked about it on Those Geeks You Know, um, which you can hear that episode. We talked a little bit about how Jeff Johns, now that he's named as like overseer of DC, I mean, comic books, TV and movies really, and probably video games. Um, I wonder if he just swooped in on this last episode and said, Hey dude, we're trying to do this rebirth thing. We're trying to make people into us again. You know, do you think you could just say to hope a couple of times so that like people understand we're trying to have fun here? <laughs> but I wasn't, I wasn't having fun at all. No, I mean, all I, like if, if Oliver's going to stand on top of cars, Oliver, like, not, not exactly. Enough. And not even like reveal himself. That, that would have been something I could have buy into. Like, all right, follow me. I'm, I'm Oliver queen. You don't really know me. I just ran for merit, but then I quit. Or, you know, it's like, I'm Oliver queen. I'm the green arrow. This is what's going to happen. It, it was just, it was, it, uh, it was unhinged. It was like disconnected. The n- whole nuke thing. I just wanted to punch somebody over. I don't, I don't even know what happened to those nukes, man. Well, I don't, I don't remember know if you picked up on it, but they use an IR gun, which literally stands for infrared, which means they literally use a remote control <laughs> to, to All of them? So they took the nukes and there was they hundreds launched, of them. They launched them into space. Um, you know, so to 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 take out the Wayne Tech satellites. <laughs> this this is how much I hated that episode because I couldn't even concentrate on what was happening? I I didn't hate this episode. I remember until after I watched it when I read. If you go to Reddit user on bench now, um, and look up his recaps. Do you know he, why you didn't hate it as much? Didn't I give you like lower expectations? Oh yeah, oh yeah. You made me have the worst expectations, which I which I did, which made me not hate it as much. See, here's the thing: like you watch you watch them on Hulu, right? The next day, basically. Yeah. Or online, so. I watched them the night they air, so at least I can give you some heads up on what to expect. Not about Uncharted, though. I won't do that to you. No. But, um, you know, so Damian Dark's throwing it around his magic. He's doing all that. And then... Oh, oh God. So, so here's what happens. He gets his magic taken away. Oliver, I guess, absorbs his magic. I, I don't understand what happens. Because Oliver then shoots him in the face, and then the arrow goes past him into the crowd, kills somebody in the crowd. We don't know, whatever. And then Damien all of a sudden feels the hacker stop hacking, realizes that his magic's actually not all gone, <laughs> chokes him out, <laughs> force chokes him, and then goes back to having no magic. <laughs> and then they proceed to slap fight each other for the last 10 minutes. Yes, because he's like. Don't forget, I was part of the League of Assassins. Okay, I forgot that already because I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I forgot that, and didn't you remember when Oliver was the leader of the League of Assassins? <laughs> Just go shoot this guy in the face. <laughs> <laughs> let's let's let let's let all these citizens fight these ghost peoples with pipes. Oh and, yeah, because nobody's shooting guns; they're just all street fighting. Yeah, yeah. Hive has had no problem killing people all season long. And, right. and the last episode, they're like, you know what? 
the city rose up. You know what? Let's just fight them <laughs> with our fists. Yep. It was uh, it was all about the Jets. That's it. Oh, God. So, I mean, overall thoughts on this season, Arrow? Shit. <laughs> no, I mean... What's your started, grade? I give it a C-. minus. Okay. Um, there was some highlights to it. They did introduce some great characters. There were some decent arcs. Um, like I said, that whole who's in the grave thing got me... You know, I was waiting, waiting every week to see what was happening, and I thought they were going to do something really good, and there was some good red herrings once in a while, but, you know, by the end of the season, I really, I really feel like somebody jumped ship. Yeah, I gave it a C. Um, I mean, same same reasons. It's just that, like, <sighs> you know, when they when they start out every episode and there's an action scene, I already, I really like it. Things get goofy, um, and it usually ends on a pretty like oh, okay, no. It's just that like those flashbacks, man. Like they just like it's it's not a crutch that they need anymore. Five like they're gonna go into the fifth season. He's going to Russia. It's like we don't care. We really don't. And like it's funny because the showrunners, one of them, um, went in on an interview and said, "I'm I'm sorry. Like I understand that like we fucked up." Um, with the flashbacks this season and <laughs> you know we're trying to course correct for the next season and i really hope that they do but like when you're not on that island and it doesn't involve deathstroke nobody cares nobody it now that you're not bringing deathstroke back which ironically enough deathstroke is not coming back which means i feel that suicide squad is going to end with deathstroke showing up because <laughs> Why else would you not have him show up if he wasn't on another DC property? I mean, they they talked about him in Legends. They brought a son in. Yeah, they brought Slade a son Wilson. In. Yeah. So, I mean, there's no way an A-list villain like that's not going to show up in the movieverse. Right. Um, and let's just say something real quick before we go to break. Um we do have a little piece of information. It's a rumor right now about Arrow season five in which the villain could be Thomas Wayne um, because of possible flashpoint paradox uh, where Thomas Wayne is alive and playing the Batman where Bruce is the one who actually got killed in crime alley. Um, I don't know how Thomas Wayne would necessarily be a bad guy other than he's a vigilante and he kind of kills people. But at the same time, I mean, Errol killed a shit ton of people, so I feel like he should be on the same side as him. Will it be the guy from The Walking Dead? <clears throat> it will not be that guy because he's on The Walking Dead. <laughs> I don't give a fuck. Jeffrey it, Dean Morgan. It he's better be Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Crossing all platforms. It would it would connect the two worlds together. The movie it verse. Be, it, it would be pretty awesome. I don't know and if they could afford Jeffrey. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, Jeffrey Dean Morning's only really been doing TV shows, so I guess they could get him, but... It won't happen. I don't think so. No. But, um, anywho, that's all I got uh, before we go on commercial. Anything else from you? No, let's, let's, let's get away from the show. Let's go talk okay. about something better. <laughs> okay. Uh, we'll be right back. Thank you. 
I'm Chris. And I'm Casey from Gourmet Scum Radio. We're true cousins talking about geeky pop culture stuff. You a fan of television, music, and movies of the 80s? <laughs> well, we are too. Do you like being transported to galaxies far, far away and the threat of troglodytes that go boom in the night? Well, we're going to geek out about it. Have you ever scared yourself listening to ska music while reading a comic book and sipping on a tasty Jones soda? Then this is the podcast for you. Gourmet Scum Radio is here to tickle your holes and make you believe in dynamite explosions. Right, again. Make sure to check us out on Stitcher and iTunes. And follow us on Facebook and Twitter and check out our website at don'tforgetatowel.com. You won't regret it. All this top 40 music is so boring. Jeez, I sure wish I had something geeky to listen to. Well, I've got just the thing for you, stranger. Who are you and how did you get in my house? Don't even worry about that. If you're looking for the latest, greatest, and geekiest podcasts around, you should check out Those Geeks You Know. Those Geeks You Know? Wow! Three friends talking about comic books, movies, TV shows, all the things that I geek out about. But seriously, you gotta leave now. Be sure to check out Those Geeks You Know on iTunes and Stitcher. You can also like us on Facebook and Twitter and tell everybody that you know. You, you gotta leave. I called the cops. Yeah, the bugger is. She's a big one, ain't she? Oi! Over 20 points of articulation, great sculpting, and look at the paint job on her. We've been looking all over for this one. Let's get them in our sights and end this hunt now. All right. All right. Steady. Steady now. Got him! It's the pursuit of plastic. Listen to the podcast from the creators of Don'tForgetAtowl.com, geek out about toy news, hunting, and histories on your favorite collectibles. And we're back from those awesome commercials. We're on the topic of the wrap-up of the DC TV 2015-16 to 16 season. We just had a nice little uh, bash <laughs> fest about Arrow. Nice. Yeah, not so nice, maybe. Uh, you did have something you wanted to say. Uh, last last thoughts. Last thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're trying to wrap up. Um, one thing I was going to say is that we mentioned Constantine coming, which was a pro on our list because pro. Matt Ryan just, I mean, he embodies that role completely. Um, so, you know, I hope that, hope to God that he comes in something. I hope he comes back on Legends or all the shows in the four part crossover. I don't know. But the thing that I, kind of got annoyed at um it's another low um is that there was an episode with magic and uh this lady magic user who a should have been constantine and if she wasn't going to be constantine it should have been santana (laughs) and i have no idea why not other than i know they're supposed to be making an animated justice league dark but that shouldn't have any. Yeah, that shouldn't have anything to do with um, not using those characters. So, I just wanted to point that out. That you know, I don't just seem like a waste. You know what I mean? Especially when you've already used those characters. Well, you haven't used Santana, but like she's on the. I'd say she's a C-list character. Like it just would have been a cool nod to the fans. Exactly. Um, on the positive side, I'm going to go way back to the first episode. Um, we talked a little bit about the, the CGI and the sets and stuff like that. Uh, I do want to mention the one thing about Gotham that I really do love. 
Oh, and okay. I'll, I'll just make this very brief, is that the way that they create Gotham City, you have to take a look at like how what Nolan did and how he used like real cities and, and like you could tell it was the real cities. Yeah, it was, it was horrible. It was horrible. And then Batman versus Superman decides to put Gotham across the bay from Metropolis. <laughs> I mean, who the fuck whatever. Um you wanna listen about that, go back a few episodes. What they do in Gotham is they take the skyline of New York and they impose different buildings on top of it to create their own Gotham. Nice. So it really does set the feel of being in that city. Um, so that's something I really do appreciate about, about what they're doing on TV. Good. I mean, that's the way it should be, really. Um, Tim Burton style. Exactly. Uh, all right, let's 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 get into The Flash, man. Um, you know, we're really kind of kind of flip around from what we you just heard where we had a good half hour or so of bashing um, where, we, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. It's Barry Allen's face. <laughs> he's, he's beckoning us towards him. Um, I think I mentioned it before on a podcast where I heard Andrew Kiesberg talk on Fat Man on Batman about how the formula for the Flash is uh, heart, humor, and then action. And I believe in that order and flash delivers that time and time again, where that's a show where I've caught my wife crying many times, <laughs> or like, especially from Jesse L. Martin, um, who plays Joe West. I mean, like that guy's the best actor on that show and he pretty much I, kills it every time. I, I fully support her crying. I do it myself. Yeah, I know you do. <laughs> and I'll admit it. You should watch Supergirl with me. It's tough. <laughs> Anywho, so, you know. It, I it, love hope. Heart. It, yes. I and, love hearts. It's good. You know, they, they keep it, even though it, it can get dark at times and the themes can get tough. Like, you go through that journey with those characters and there is a high level of optimism where it's not like, yes, it could be the end of the world, but you don't feel like everyone just has no hope whatsoever. Like it's just done. You know, it's, it's like Buffy. They're always facing the apocalypse, but you don't feel like you're going to die every time. <laughs> you know, and they, they did a really wonderful job with that this season, especially with it, with the Kevin Smith episode, which we'll talk about in a little bit, but he always had that heavy burden of like losing his mother and like his father being in jail. And that was a huge thing yeah. for him to get over. And I guess until that episode, well, did he get over it? He doesn't get over it. <laughs> then we'll talk about what happens. But yeah. he was very, he was he was even more hopeful after uh, he dealt with that. Yeah. So we'll get into that a little bit. Let's talk about our pros. Um, you wrote Zoom was a good bad guy, um, which. I, I do agree with when it was Zoom. When it was Hunter Zolomon as Zoom, then I didn't. No. It was because like, he was like, I'm in love with Caitlyn, so I yeah. don't know if I can kill people. And it's like, yes, you most certainly can. You've killed everybody. <laughs> he did play a good sociopath, and I guess yeah. I guess that whole roller coaster emotion is is something that dealing with a psychotic person, I guess it just, it is something like that, but zoom as zoom. 
with uh, Tony Todd's voice was oh. uh, badass, and it was it was better than the Reverse Flash to some you know some some points. I I did like Reverse Flash a lot, but um, I am ready for some non Speed Force villains. Uh, we did get Gorilla Grodd this season. Oh yeah, uh, fucking amazing that they actually took him into the dimension where there's or the multivert world where there is Gorilla City. Uh, so there, there are some big implications of uh, Garad coming back in the future, I hope. Yeah. Yep. Um, other villains, we got Dr. Light. Dr. Um, Light as Dr. a female. Light interesting. Right. right. The Dr. Light female is, is from the comics. Um, it's, it, it's actually really funny because like when I watched Teen Titans Go, Dr. Light, the male one, who is the psychotic rapist one from uh, Identity Crisis? Yeah, like, I was like, you put this character in a kids show, but uh, it was it was cool to see uh, see this whole like uh, good bad Doctor Light uh, episode. Yeah, um, I agree. We got King Shark, who I mean, yeah, they spent their budget on him, but they spent their budget in a real cool way. Like that was you show him show up that first time. I mean, the CGI was just like so good. And then that whole episode was just, you know, Diggle's there, Lila's there. Is it Lila? Yeah. It's Lila. Um, and just like, that was fun. And then just like, they're running in the water and he's fighting after a giant monster human hybrid. It was awesome. Exactly, and it's not something you would ever think you would see when you were like first watching like Arrow, you know, from the beginning. Like, oh, yeah. we're gonna have a killer shark. Um, the promos for that were great because they did like yes. like Jaws stuff. It was yeah. uh, it was very cool. Uh, it was it was a great campy comic book episode. Yeah, I I completely agree with you. Um, you got Turtle in there, the guy who can slow down time. I thought I liked that it. was cool. I like that actor too. I, I don't remember his name. He was in Battlestar Galactica. Um, it was a cool opposite power of Flash. So it was it was interesting to see these different metahuman villains. Like I'm saying, like you don't need these Speed Force villains. Like explore what the other ones are doing. Yeah, I mean, but it's also kind of nice at the same time where you don't get fatigue of villain of the week necessarily because mm-hmm. like that's one of the problems of like the first couple seasons of Smallville mm-hmm. or Grimm. Or like supernatural, where it's like super, you know, different villain, different villain. Let's go do it. Let's beat it. Where I like that there's that overarching, you know, storyline of Zoom, who's going to kill everybody. But you also introduce these villains here, little by little, and they come back, which they do in the comics all the time. Like Snart and Golden Glider. It's like that's awesome. Um, the girl Emily. Mc- Oh, what's her name from Walking Dead? She played oh, that. God, the, I don't talk about that. Listen, though, I mean, at the same time, you bring in this weird D-list villain, and then she shows up an Arrow. So, I mean, yeah. my biggest my biggest problem with like killing off villains was like it's not the comic. No, um, you don't do that. Formula. You do that. They can always come back, and like the great thing about having these multiple shows is that they can show up in the other show. So, I mean, yeah, with, or, they use Pied Piper again. Which yeah, is great. yeah, and he was actually kind of a good guy this time around. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, I, I think that the formula is right. Yeah. Good. Um, Especially with the next one we're going to talk about. Oh, yeah. The rogues of uh, two different um, 
God, I'm losing his name. Weather, keep... Weather Wizard? Well, Weather Wizard, yes, who's awesome. It's the guy from, uh, it's the replacement on um, uh, Spartacus of Andy Whitfield. And I can't, Liam, Liam something. Um, good, he's a good actor. I want to say Liam McIntyre. But uh, then you also have Mark Hamill back. Oh, God. Was Liam McIntyre. Um, Mark Hamill being back as, uh, what's his name? Trickster. Why am I losing my name today? Yep, Trickster, who was just, you know, awesome. He was hilarious. And then you have a younger Trickster, you know, who, forgettable, but whatever. Like, he's there. <laughs> well, it's cool because, I mean, with with um with him reprising his role from the original flash series you know from the 90s it's it is such a cool thing and mark hamill plays that that villain role so well i mean it's like that it is very role so well. yeah. <laughs> it's that voice and he's just like creepy um and it's and the whole the whole rogues gallery of the flash is just like dynamic in the first place uh it was funny because like when they killed weather wizard off in the first i think episode. it was the very first episode i was like okay that's kind of weird but then they did the right thing and they brought in the actual weather wizard this time so mm-hmm. um, to continue yep yeah they did a good job with that um they introduced the multiverse oh god the idea of the multiverse of 52 <laughs> um, of course. different breaches uh that was that was real good um they went to earth 2 or as I dubbed it, Tomorrowland. Bad, uh, <laughs> like bad guy, Bill. Yeah, but I mean, kind of, because Barry's in Bad Guyville too. It's just another yeah. <laughs> set of bad guys, really. But um, I, you know, from there, I really, really like the storyline where he's married to Iris mm-hmm. and Joe died. Even though I didn't want Joe to die, but like. You know, like that whole dynamic, I thought was really cool, and it was a good like foreshadowing into their future, which we already know if you're a comic book fan to begin with, and if you read that paper where Iris West Allen or whatever. I mean, it had a lot of weight to it, which mm-hmm. would carry on to the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, this show does a way better job of tying up loose ends and introducing things that will show up later on. One thing that I think probably better than all the other shows, I don't know about Gotham personally, but all the other shows, it does a fantastic job of, you know, implanting something in an episode like episode one, Weather Wizard, and then his brother's coming in later on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or as we'll reveal in the season finale, like that's a, that's a, deep cut <laughs> like foreshadowing huge so you know what i mean i think they just do a really good job of saying okay we're gonna sprinkle in these little hints here and there really really early on in their season and then you will get a resolution later on so i, I think they just do a real fantastic job with it agreed, agreed. Um, next up i guess um with Harrison Wells ending up being the villain last season. It, it was going to be tough if Tom Cavanaugh didn't show up. I mean, he's a great actor and yeah. they did something even better than what I even thought they could. They created a snarky 
just like cynical, but yet lovable um, and caring character. And they called him Harry. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I really like Harry. Um, my cousin points out, and he is right, that Harry and Diggle both don't talk like normal human beings. Like they both are talking like this. <laughs> and yeah. like, it's like, just talk like a normal person. Um, I don't care. I like Harry a lot, actually. I like that he calls uh, Cisco Ramon, and I yeah. like that he's like not afraid to kill to keep his, you know, daughter alive. <laughs> like, I like that. Um, I thought he was a. I thought he was a really good character. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was it was really smart to bring in the Earth Two version of him, and and you know, it was kind of a it was a good way with the whole J twist to really try to figure out who the bad guy was. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. It, it, it was, I mean, very smart, very smart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, next on the docket is Wally West. Yes. Wally West. Interesting so enough. I, I did. I, okay. I thought that it was a lot of heart behind the character. I, I liked the whole, the whole family dynamics. It was a good, CW, uh, yeah, plot line, um, and you know his whole thing about like wanting to help people. By the end, really propels him to be the hero that we know he'll eventually be. um, His exposure to the Speed Force, um, and I, I really thought it was it was funny, like how much he wanted to like tell the Flash how much he was appreciative, you know, for helping him and saving him, and then when he finds out that he's like it totally blows his mind that it's it's Barry when he finds out. Yeah, I'll, this character I hated at the beginning because he was a real dick mm-hmm. and he was real like unappreciative of Joe and acting like he like wasn't a good father and it's like he doesn't even know you existed. You know what I mean? Like he was just he was a douche and he was into Fast and Furious type lifestyle. Um, couldn't couldn't get into that, but. Then he started to grow on me and he started to change. He started getting more part of the family. And you know what I mean? Like you realize that he does care. And I liked his dynamic with Jesse, um, which we didn't think. I don't think we added that to the last uh, Jesse quick. Um, yeah, we will. We can talk about yeah. it in a second. Yeah, yeah. Harry's daughter. So, you know, I thought Wally did end up being uh, being good. So uh, I, really, really, what you're saying is that his character was actually really well written because you hated him as <laughs> yeah, supposed to. Yeah. <laughs> I will agree. I will agree because I, I totally agree with that. <laughs> yeah. What? A, so, um, speaking of more speedsters, um, Jesse, potential speedsters, also exposed to the speed force, and then yeah. she's woken up by Barry's Jesus hand. Um, <laughs> I mean, Jesse, Jesse was, you know, it was, it was kind of a interesting point. I mean, it was like, it was Harry's whole driving force to protect his daughter, and, and at the same time, be part of this team. And she became part of the team. So it was, you know, the whole Flash team really grew this season. Yeah, I mean, we all had a part. Well, did Iris? I mean, <laughs> yeah, she she had to wear those sexy outfits all the time. It was great. <laughs> she had to show off her. Her fatty. Um, <laughs> that's pretty much her role in Team Flash. But I mean, as far as like her dynamic, Barry, yes, she does have 
a very significant role and like their scenes together i really liked a lot but it was just like sometimes like what are you doing here like <laughs> these people are way above your uh your level <laughs> um anyway so uh okay so we got the other members of team flash cisco and caitlin right Caitlin was very absent this season. I know that her whole driving force was the whole Jay story. I felt that she really just oh, Ronnie too. The Ronnie thing. She was always like playing either like feel sorry for Caitlin or she's a damsel in distress. She wasn't the same Caitlin as the first season. I felt that her character is a lot weaker this time around. Um, I guess she took a back seat to everybody. I guess she had to, but I I really think that. Except you know where they did have her play Killer Frost. That was well, that's, a, that's, that's really that's right. a good that's yeah. a good thing. Yeah. Um, but I'm hoping that she kind of steps it up next season. They bring her back a little bit more because I, I like Danielle Pennebecker. I think she's you know I think she's a good part of that cast. I like I like the episodes in in season one where she was more featured more. You know, like like the the karaoke one and stuff like that's that. Good. So that's one of my highlight episodes. Yeah, I really like that. So um, I. Whatever with her. I mean, it was a, it was a pl- she was a plot device with Jay Garrick. Yeah, and Cisco though was <laughs> great the entire time. Better uh, than ever. When he got to be vibe uh, slash reverb, um, that was really cool. I, I like both versions of him. <laughs> like, uh, you know, he's he's consistent the entire time. He's very funny. He's quick in the pop culture, always wearing his funny t-shirts. And, uh, yeah, you know, t-shirts are the best. I like that him and Caitlin, um, did get the chance to step into those bad roles though, because I thought they both did a really good job with those characters. Agreed. Um, I just, I, I just don't know how they get away with so many pop culture references all the time. It, it really makes the show sometimes, but it's like some of the stuff he says is just like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> Well, it's like Legends constantly talking about Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. <laughs> so good. Um, what else you got on here? Uh, let's talk about Kevin Smith stepping into the director chair. That's right, Runaway Dinosaur. So, um, so this is an episode where I've, I've, I've heard some bad things about it. And because it's weird, and it totally is, and it's totally uh, different than the other episodes but i think you needed this episode because the speed force in itself is just a weird concept and the speed force as an actual entity is a completely strange idea so kevin smith is definitely not the kind of director that i thought would handle this type of episode but you could tell that an experienced director did do it well the funny thing is it's like he didn't write it either. You know, it was extents. No. So it's like anybody who wants to really say anything about it. I mean, the guy wrote X-Men first class, you know, he's, he's got some, some chop, like writing chops behind him. So I just, Zach stents. Uh, what do I say? You just said stents. Just oh, Zach stents, yeah. yeah. Sorry. I mean, it's just like, I, I thought it was a really good episode. I, I really, Kind of, I think it. I think the show needed that explanation, mm-hmm. and not only that, it it really did help Barry get over that whole hump of his mother. You know, only to have his father killed in front of him. But <laughs> I mean, it's like that that episode alone was just like it was. Kind of, it was a chilling episode. 
Mm -hmm. And then Jason Mewes showing up was always, you know, was always good. See, that was one of the things where it's either you love Kevin Smith or you don't, because I thought that was awesome and hilarious. Yeah. But other people are like, oh, of course, Jay has to show up because Kevin Smith's there. Rah. <laughs> just shut up. Just, just turn just turn off the lights in your basement, please. Yeah, just stop. Um, uh, as we mentioned before, uh, well, we already mentioned this on Arrow. The crossover episodes were good. I mean, they were. They were. Um, we did have that whole lead-in with Shira. Um, she was dating Cisco. He was very pimp about it. Um, she was, you know, she showed up in the season finale of the first season of Flash, just in kind of that getting out of the car and seeing the whole swirly thing in the sky. Oh yeah. So yeah, that Sierra Renee, the actress, mm -hmm. is hot. Shira. Um, so she, you know, whatever. I mean. The whole Cisco getting a relationship was very CW-like, but it was funny at the same time because he is definitely a good ladies' man. Um, <laughs> and then it, and it led into, like, it's the same goddamn thing with Ray, though, too. I mean, it's like anybody who wants to say these relationships, you know, the Ray relationship was good. I mean, I don't think so. There was The Cisco relationship was better. But then at the end, you know, everybody's got to, like, all right, well, Carter Ray Hall. And Ugh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I oh, yeah. Shire is her. Yeah, her other name. Yeah, 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 I know. <laughs> Whatever her name is, <laughs> Shire, Kendra, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Carter Hall. By the end of it, that's it. What are you gonna do against the Hawk Man? Exactly, man. Um. Yeah, I mean, it was it was fine. <laughs> I I I don't like her character that much. I do love Vandal Savage though. At oh yeah, every level. <laughs> yes. Um, I saw I saw another guy who looks like him the other day at work. I was going to ask him, but I was I didn't want to get fired. <laughs> That's good. Um. All right. So he's everywhere. Seriously, he, he is in all times. I think we should add this last or this next point into the finale because that's when it is. And the same thing with the. Oh, I'm just going to move these last two points to the end. Personally. Um. Okay, so let's let's get into the finale and compare and contrast on that. So, I'm going to say it. Like, Ali can't show up to Barry's dad's funeral. <laughs> yeah. I mean. This is how much of an asshole this guy is. I mean, it's like, yeah, you can't run super fast and be everywhere at once, but you could probably drive to Central City and within a couple hours and support your friend when his dad dies. Yeah, it's pretty funny because like Barry's like, oh no, or uh, Ollie's like, oh Zoom, and he's like, yeah, man, which is totally like time and space shattering, and yet <laughs> Ollie's got to deal with like some magic, some bullshit, and he's like, you know what? I'm not gonna be able to make that funeral, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Got too much stuff going on. Yeah, barely. Ugh, whatever. Uh, yeah. We spoke about Caitlin Snow taking a back seat this season. Whatever. Yeah. Hopefully, you know she'll be back next season with a stronger role. Um, yes, as we did say, um, the Killer Frost idea. Maybe it'll bleed into Earth One. Maybe she'll become. A little bit darker, maybe we'll, we will see a Killer Frost eventually uh, emerge. Well, maybe that just starts coming out more. 
Yeah. Exactly. Now, let's talk about Patty. <laughs> Patty was a big, big uh, thing this season. Um, it was. I really, I'm torn between whether I liked the plot line or not. Um, I, I'm going to say I did like it um, because the way they resolved it with him always lying, it was it was tough. I mean, it's like it was kind of like rough to kind of watch him. They were cute together. Um, I love that actress. Whoever. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was kind of it was nice to watch them kind of interact with each other. She wanted to do more. She had a really good plot device with her father being murdered by the original weather wizard or the second one. I'm sorry. Chantal Van Santen. Her father was murdered when the weather wizards (laughs) did whatever they did. Um, So she joined Joe's uh, metahuman task force. Task force act. Yep, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) She had a little chip put in her brain. Um, But, you know, I really, I really wanted Barry to tell her because I, I, you know, as much as everyone else knows. Yeah. Because everybody else knows, you know, we know that the whole Iris thing is inevitable, but at the same time, it was like that relationship was cute. So it was good. But I think they ended it really well because he had to make that terrible choice to keep lying. Yeah. To protect her. Yeah. I mean, I get it. It just, it just sucks because, like, that's the plight. <laughs> it's the plight of all these guys, right? You know what I mean? Like, Peter Parker, like, all of them. Like, how do you uh, tell these people when it's going to put them in danger? You know, Iris is an exception right now because she gets it. Felicity even gets it. Black Canary gets it. Um, Batman rarely tells anybody. <laughs> uh, unless you're in the Nolan verse where everybody fucking knows except for Jim Gordon that he's Batman. But anyway, that's another topic. Uh, I just like Patty. It's a shame. That's all. Like it just sucked. I liked her. I, you know, the Iris thing is inevitable, but I feel like season two, you could have made that last until another season. You know, we don't need Iris and him right now. We could, we can hold off on it. Especially when he makes that choice at the end of the season, like, oh, well, this is great, but you know what's even better? Me saving my mom and fucking everything up. I mean, we'll talk about that. Okay, can we wait? (laughs) Let's talk about the Supergirl Flash crossover. Supergirl episode was great. Nothing is even said in this episode (laughs) in the Flash about what happened. Yes, he returns with with the He-Man chest plate on. Um, But, yo, where were you? I, I don't even know. Nothing yep. happened. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing, except for this wonderful episode of TV we watched on CBS. Yep. So, oh, obviously, was... obviously, you're just an asshole, Barry Allen. You didn't have a good time? Super this, weird. With this hot-ass girl in this blue in miniskirt? Come on. Come yeah, on. it was super, super weird that that happened. Um, that he comes back and, like, it's not even acknowledged. But, you know, I guess... All that will change now going forward, so I guess it can't stay. I'm not going to dwell on it because from now on, if he happens to show up, they're going to talk about it, and it's going to be talked nonstop. Like once, you know, Arrow learns that there's fucking a fucking flying alien, because that's one thing that has not been introduced into his world, is that there's a flying alien around. Yep. You know, that's just going to blow more shit up. So I'm that's fine. Not yeah. to mention a shape-shifting alien. 
There's also that one, but Barry doesn't know about that one yet, right? No. Nope. Yeah. Nobody so, does. Yeah. That's all. Wow. No one's probably going to because the budget's been severely cut. <laughs> John Jones, who is that? I don't know. We just got uh, we got we got Hank Henshaw here. He's Yeah. Uh Jim Henson, can you design a puppet that uh Jim Henson's ghost. <laughs> uh, actually, sorry, Jim Henson Studios. This is going to be too expensive for this. We're using stop motion animation. <laughs> That's right. Maybe, maybe Frank Oz will voice it. I don't know. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's let's go into this finale. All right. So, beginning of the finale. This is what we know. Jay's unleashed a bunch of evil people. Uh, the man. Yeah, metahumans. The man in the iron mask is not revealed at that time. And that's pretty much it. And then Jay, you know, zooms going on a killing spree and he wants to race Barry, even though I don't know what race goes around and around in a circle and ends in somebody like literally powering on a like hyper hydra conductor thing. But like, I guess if that's what Jay calls a race, then fine. <laughs> But he is a psychopath. I mean, he he doesn't really know when breakfast is. But, I mean, so leading into this episode, he kills Barry's father. So that was that oh, was that was huge. That was huge. Um, so he, you know, he's Barry's pissed off. They they lock him up from like even participating in this race, which is probably the best course of action, I guess. Um, but the whole the whole thing about like them empowering zoom to actually even get close to his his uh, like achieving his his evil plot like kind of like gets me in the first place um i uh, i guess when i when i first when i first saw the teasers for it i was like really seriously but as that episode went on it, it was actually really good um yeah. and the way he uses the the double, and I still don't really know how that works. Um, if you can explain it to me, please do, because I don't understand the Speed Force double. So, <laughs> and actually, we talked about that on the on our comic group today. Nobody understands it. Oh, really? I didn't go. I didn't. I haven't read. Yeah, it. Clay brings it up, and then uh, somebody. Yeah, we have a comic book Facebook group that we geek out about. Come join us. Um, well, we haven't invited you. <clears throat> we haven't named it yet, but um, if you want to, you can email us at uh, don't forget to tell one at gmail.com if you want to get in on the discussion or, or open it here. Um, but what I was going to say is uh, so Barry creates a, a copy of himself, right? At, uh, that exists, and then he has to kill it in order to go on. But I would imagine, though, with killing it, that would kill that timeline that that happened. Right. So they could. Okay. I still don't it makes get it. No sense. Exactly. Zoom does it. <clears throat> kills yeah. his own, like kills his own guy, which is really cool. And then it's like, this is what I'm gonna fucking do to you, or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> so they race um, because he's <clears throat> Joe. And then um, it's revealed um, who the man in the mask is, and it's it's the doppelganger of of John Wesley Shipp's character, and is actually Jay Garrick himself. Um, yes. 
which, you know, I saw coming. Um, I didn't care that I saw it coming because it was still fucking awesome when it happened. Um, the, f- the mere fact that we went from having uh, our man show up on Legends the week before, we had Jay Garrick show up on this episode, and we're talking about the JSA. Uh, we talk about Earth 3 suddenly. Yeah. And then we have to watch the shitty Arrow finale next night, but we already talked about that. But here's the thing. We, what they do in just those two episodes opens up a plethora of, of just storylines that they could do from now on out. It's just, it's, it's crazy. And the minute he puts on that costume, it's, it's. Did it's, you like that? What the costume? Yeah. yeah it's like nerd bonage, man. It's crazy. Yeah. I, I read a lot of slack like on, on Twitter and stuff. And like, Oh, this guy looks stupid. And what is wrong with people? And I'm like, this is what he looks like. Like is that's he, it. Like that's what he looked like. Look at the comic. That's what he looks like. Yes. And I, I personally, I was like flipping out. I was like, yeah. that's insane. I cannot believe they are doing this right now. Um, Here, here's my point though. A lot of these people did not grow up in the fucking nineties. They did not watch the Flash TV show and experience him as the Flash. That is like total fan service. You're yeah. talk, you're having like these sixteen to eighteen year old kids bitch about that stuff. Shut the fuck up, man. It's like you don't even have appreciation for anything that like has come in the past and and what what true fan service means. This is like, um, I mean, I'm not going to put as much weight to it as it is of Mark Hamill in The Force Awakens, but. It's kind of like that situation where John Wishley's ship got shit on this season. It was like he comes, he goes to a party, he's like, I gotta go. And it's like, uh, what? Then he's like, you know, making wood, and it's like, okay, well, whatever. And then he shows up again and he dies. And well, it's like, well, this not that, sucks. Not only that, they, 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 like, they tease like this romantic relationship. He's like, yes. which is crazy. Remember when I texted you and I was like, everybody's getting some on the flash. And then that was before he got killed. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. Oh, here we go. Like yeah. they totally shit on him, especially like for a guy who just got out of jail. <laughs> he was supposed to be like on the up and up, you know? Yeah. So it's like this, but this redeems that all. Mm-hmm. You know, because as an actor, you have to then say, okay, this is it. Like, if he knew, like, which he probably did at the beginning of season two when they started shooting, that this was the end game for him, then that's it. You know what I mean? Like, all that other bullshit is worth it. Um, So, Barry, you know, even though we can't explain the carbon copy thing, because it really doesn't make much sense, whatever. Um, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> we know that he does go back in time again, and he saves his mom from dying, um, which is exactly what happens. Which opens up a timeline that has Barry's mom alive and all the implications that go with that. Okay, before I before we get into that, because you get into that? I do, I do want to get into that, but I want to kind of close the episode on that because it does okay. lead into the next season. Let's just mention um, when he defeats Zoom, those crazy like Speed Force demon hunter things come out. Oh, the Dementors? The Dementors, yeah, the Dementors. <laughs> they drag him to Azkaban. Yes. And, um, but as they're dragging him into the Speed Force, 
you see him morph into like this weird oh, demon flash and that's awesome. it's a really cool reference to the black flash uh, which was uh created by mark miller and Grant morrison in one of the one of the flash runs but nice. it's really cool you know we love mark miller and um and semi grant grant morrison grant morrison for, for the most part um <clears throat> but this this imp- this implies that maybe the character will return in the future at some point so oh, absolutely will return absolutely yeah um let's do the cons and then let's talk about flashpoint a little bit okay I did want to maybe see Wally's powers a little bit. That's in your con list. That's not on mine. Because, like... Slow burn it. Slow burn it. And the fact is, is, like, you also get Jesse Quick introduced. And you already have Zoom. And you already have Reverse Flash. And now you have, you know, Silver Age Flash. I don't want to see that many speedsters all at once, personally. That's just me. No, I get you. Um, I guess them being exposed to the speed force is really enough to say, "Hey, this is something." Happened. Yeah, no, we they were. Up. They were. They're exposed when, when you know, when Barry. No, no, no. They are. I'm saying like right. that foreshadowing is in this yes, is yes, going yes. to happen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. But I just don't personally. I just didn't want to see it this season. Like it's just too much going on. Yeah, I, I would have been cool. Like if I saw it, I would have been like, "Fuck yeah, that's awesome, that's Wally." But. I don't need it right now. Exactly. Uh, I got you. No, actually, that, that makes more sense. It would be maybe something cooler to do around mid-season next, next year or, or going into season four. four. Yeah. yeah. You know. Barry disappears, and now Wally has to become the Flash. Mm. He's got to go take care of that crisis. Oh, God. That's all you, you got to say, buddy. <laughs> Uh, your other point of contention that we kind of hinted at? Well, this is going to lead right into the Flashpoint. I mean, the whole season, even his his whole reason for leaving the Speed Force when he's stuck in that Kevin Smith episode is Iris. And yeah. it's like, she's like, oh, you know what? I'm over, I'm over Eddie. I'm like, I'm in love with you. Da, da, da. I think that we should finally do this. And they do. They kiss. And then he's like, you know what? Sorry, Iris. I gotta go save my mom. Yeah, like a selfish bastard. And you know, and you know what's gonna happen if you fuck with the timeline. You already have done this before. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I get it. You know, your dad died, and that's horrible. Even though you do have Joe and Iris and Wally and you know Harry, like you have a family. But it's like, dude, you learned that this is not a good idea. You know this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. Like, You've been warned numerous times. Yeah. Numerous times. Um, in the, you know, in the comic slash uh, animated movie, what we end up seeing is like a battle between Aquaman and Wonder Woman and Thomas Wayne is Batman and... Uh, what else is it? Barry Allen doesn't have his powers. Like that's what happens in Flashpoint. Are we going to see that in this? I don't know how far they can go. They definitely can't go the big one, like the the Green, you know, sorry, not Green Lantern, um, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Superman no. situation. But 
I mean, there's going to be some fallout. I just don't know what they're going to do. <clears throat> Hopefully they make a much happier Green Arrow. Yeah, happier Green Arrow, but like on Flash, it's like, you know, will they start off the season with Barry without his powers? You know, but then he had him when he I hope back. not, because they already did that last season. It was pretty shitty for a few episodes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I don't know. So, I'm excited though. I mean, if they're gonna they're gonna do some weird shit for a few episodes and then fix it, uh, maybe he can erase his double from the timeline. You know, right? By doing that, um, maybe that's the whole reason why they introduced that, and it's still like a quagmire to us that we don't understand why he's able to do that or why or what the real implications of that are. So maybe, maybe he can retcon that. I don't know. We'll see. Right. Um, it was cool. Uh, that's Flashpoint. Uh, when they strapped into that chair, it's Flashpoint. So there's a lot of cool little comic references this season to uh, that whole uh, that whole arc, or I should say event. Event, yeah. So overall thoughts on this season? I think you have one more point here. That points in after the overall thoughts of the season. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I'm gonna a minus anything with uh, a few cons gets an a minus. I I would yeah. I just I I liked it a lot. Um, at first I at first I thought it was a little little disconnected compared to the first season, but as I think about it more and more, um, I think it was still a really really good season. TV, I loved it. Yeah, honestly, I might I had it at A minus. I'm gonna move it up to an A because I really do think the first season was A plus. Like I really loved it. Like it was oh. really fun the whole time, other than that B episode. Every other episode I really liked. Whereas there's this, no such there's no such thing as A pluses in grading, technically. <laughs> just to let you know. Okay. Um, <laughs> I I think it's an A. You know, <laughs> it was a lot of fun this season. Still. Yeah. Um, there was like, like the episodes were like, Joe was trying to explain to Iris about like her mom, like there's some emotionally heavy scenes in, in episodes. And it was like, just that formula, that heart humor and action it was just there every single time. So, um, even though it floundered a little bit compared to the first season, it's still very, very solid. And to end it on Flashpoint, like that right there is where it's like, what the hell? You know what I mean? Like, yep. this is a show where they throw everything at the wall, you know? Whereas Arrow is like doing the flashbacks to work it into like a slow burn the whole season. Flash does not do that. Flash is just like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just do it. <laughs> like, And it's appreciated. Yep. So, um, yeah, my final little point was going into this new season, what's going to happen and what are we going to use for Tom Cavanaugh? Yeah. Uh, Harry. So fun little fan theory um, that I thought of was if he ended up being uh, Dr. Manhattan and creating the CW verse. Only if he wears a loincloth. Yeah. <laughs> It's not gonna happen, but no. <laughs> that, uh, that, that rumor actually got debunked. Nobody knows nothing. Well, well, no, sorry. I mean, never mind. We'll save that for a different podcast when we okay. talk about the the rebirth and what 
the new 52 and rebirth comic series that actually should be maybe that should be our next uh topic of conversation okay yeah i'm done yeah david and i and those geeks you know did talk about it a little bit yesterday but he hasn't read them all whereas you and i have so um we'll, we'll go deep yeah we'll go deeper into it so anywho where can you find us chris you can find us on all the social medias. We got a nice, beautiful Facebook account. Uh, don't forget to tell one. Uh, we're on both Twitter and Instagram. D F A T O W E L D Fat Towel. What uh, what what kind of uh, radio stations can we listen to us on? Or I should say podcast networks. Exactly. Listen to us on Stitcher um for your android devices and on itunes if you're an apple user if you're an apple user uh rate us and review us on the itunes it only helps us grow helps grow our audience helps us keep making these great episodes for you guys definitely definitely uh we also have a donation page on the on the website don't forget to towel.com uh where you know if you want to throw some money at us we'd love to put money into the site into the podcast to make all our content much much better yeah and we absolutely appreciate you guys listening you know downloading um you know we said that we were going to be more consistent and we have been and i'm glad and we will continue to keep that up so thank you for uh for tuning in every week or every other week um and and listening to us uh geek out for you (laughs) yeah man and what is it it's june so these shows return in about four months. I'm pumped. It's kind of crazy. Yeah, there's like not that much of a break. There's not, and it's yeah. great. Yes, it is. Um, all right, so this is Casey saying, go read your rebirth titles if you haven't already. And this is Chris saying, Arrow, you have failed the city. Don't do it again. <laughs> <laughs>